We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone! Hello! Welcome to another episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. I'm James. I'm Aaron. For real this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really Aaron. Um, on our show, we tend to talk about things that are related to pop culture, and sometimes not so pop culture. Um, this week, I don't know. I think it's pretty pop culture. It's pop culture, I suppose. Th- this this week's is sort of delayed pop culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when this came out, it was pretty big. Was it okay? Uh huh. Okay. Uh, and this is sort of a maybe, probably a part one yeah. of two, uh, discussing both the book and movie for Before I Fall. Yes. By an author. Lauren Oliver. There it is. Yep. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, uh, I have a couple of no context corrections. Remember those? Yeah. <laughs> I vaguely do. <laughs> um, uh, Mark, my friend Mark sent in a couple of no context corrections. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Um, first, uh, Runaways, which we talked about with Andy on mm-hmm. Andy's episode, uh, started being written by Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. And then was taken over by Joss Whedon. So oh. Brian K. Vaughn left and Joss Whedon took over the reins of Runaways. Okay. And uh, Mark was really upset that we hadn't made that connection, but I had honestly, I think I knew that at one point, but I had honestly forgotten that. It's a, that it's was a, not made clear in the single issue that I read. Right. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> the single pilot issue that I read. I feel like authors and illustrators should be more... T- I know that they're like at the... They're either... They'll be at the top or the bottom of mm-hmm. the issue or whatever. I feel like they should be more touted. I feel like we could get authors and illustrators and stuff to be more like rock stars than they are already. You would think. Like, yeah. Anyways. Jennifer Cruzy, um, who is a romance author who's been on the New York Times bestseller list multiple times, uh-huh. she, I used to like read her blog and stuff, and she has said, she's like, you know, people think that being like a New York Times bestselling author is like a really well-paying gig. She's like, no, I have to teach to meet my, like to make yeah. my bills. Yeah. And I'm like, why is that? Well, authors should get paid more for what they do. I agree. I mean, you could do, who was it? It was Denzel Washington. I was okay. listening to an episode of uh, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes um, where uh, – I'm not going to think of what his name is. He plays the the MC in that thing you do that um, uh, Vic, the mattress king. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Kevin Pollack. I pulled it. Um, I would not have. So it's absolutely Kevin Pollack. He was telling a story. Thank you. What? Thank no, you. You, you don't beep at a thank you. I received You beep it. at a great job. Thank you. That was weird. He uh, just like waved his hands by his like ears. Like it was receiving the like horn. Like gills. Yeah. Um, so Kevin Pollack was telling a story about Denzel Washington um, reading the script for Glory, which was a movie that Denzel Washington was in. Mm-hmm. And he said, and Denzel was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to take it. And they're like, um, okay, well, how about we pay you this much? And Denzel was like, mm, no, I, I'd like a little more for that. I, I, I can... I can definitely do, you know, I definitely want to get paid more for this. He's like, how about this? If I get nominated for a best actor for this role, you pay me, you pay me, let's say $250,000 for mm-hmm. this role. If I get nominated, you pay me another 250000 If I win, you pay me an additional 500000 So if I win best actor for this movie, Glory. I get paid as much as I think I, I'm worth. I get paid a million dollars. Okay. He won, didn't he? He absolutely did. Excellent. And he said, he said later, he's like, anyone reading, doing this role would have won Best Actor. Yeah. Anyone doing a competent job of performing this role would have won Best Actor. Right. So, like, yeah. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. So, you, you can, so, it, like, if you had, like, a clause in your contract where you're like, if I make the New York Times bestseller, yeah. I get X and X bonus. Yeah. But also, the New York Times bestseller, I, you know, I'm a guy who likes his charts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots and lots and lots yeah. of things make the New York Times bestseller yeah, list. Yeah, I know. It's more for, for it, the New York Times bestseller list is sort of like the charts were back in like the 60s where it was like, sure, you made the top 40, but how long did you stay there? I think lasting on the New York Times bestseller yeah. list is, is really the impressive yeah. the impressive feat. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you know, I've never been on the New York Times bestseller list to Same. my knowledge. Same. And, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's impressive, but like... I wonder Not, how common the contracts are that we, where you're like, look, if this happens, right? Let me 
get something about it. Yeah. I think they pay Pulitzer winners, though. I think they give Probably. them a... Because, a, 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 yeah, they do, because I know that uh, Lin-Manuel won it for Best Drama or Musical or something for yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And you get, like... I, I want to say a million dollars, but that's just my go-to number. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's interesting that Brian K. Vaughn handed the reins of Runaways over to Joss Whedon. Yeah. Um, the other no contest correction... Uh, from the TV cancellations episode, um, the the lady that plays um, Starbuck on Battlestar Galactica yep. is we said it was well I I'm sure it was I'm absolutely positive it was it was me said Katie Sackett. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is 100% Katie Sackoff. Yes, but we went to school with a Katie Sackett, yeah. and that is probably why that was the poll that you made, even though it was like seventh grade, and then she moved. Yeah, I need to I need to look up her in a yearbook to see if I recognize her. I think I got rid of my middle school yearbooks. Uh, I got mine at home. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I threw mine away. I was like, I don't, why do I have these? Yeah. I don't want these. Uh, my, my phone number, my, basically my, my contact list was at the back of my seventh grade yearbook. Oh, nice. For a long time. Nice. That's a ridiculously long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick side note, I am sucking on a cough drop and probably will be throughout the majority of this episode. So if you hear a weird clicking, okay, that is the cough drop against my teeth. That okay. is more for the listeners than for you. Okay. Um, you know I'm sucking on a cough drop, and if you hear a weird clicking, that's what it is. I do. I do, though I would lie if pressed. Um, I'd say it was Fair something enough. else. Um, Mark sent me this link. I guess Choose Your Own Adventure has a website, cyoa.com. All right. And apparently the dude, uh, Raymond Almiran Montgomery, original publisher and author of the incredibly popular Choose Your Own Adventure book series for children, the fourth best-selling children's series of all time, uh, he died back in 2014. Uh, he was it was 1936 to ni- to 2014. So he Damn. yeah, pretty pretty long life. Some but longevity there. He did eventually have to turn to page four. So, oh. um, but we all do, I suppose, in the end. Yep. Just matters how long, how many times we have to do it, and how many pennies it takes, and how many pennies it takes. So I think those are all of my sort of tangential things. Um, now, may I do a quick book report? On you may. the concept behind Before I Fall, which is the concept behind Groundhog Day. You may indeed. So um, M- uh, Mark was also talking to me about what was the first, because you know how like time travel plots are basically recycled? Like there's mm-hmm. like four time travel plots. Yep. Um, so, what are those time travel so plots? Like, you go forward, you go backward, you, you go, relive the same day over and over again. You go, yeah, you go forward, oh my God, isn't isn't the present wonderful compared to the dystopian future yeah you go forward oh my god doesn't the present look horrible compared to the utopian future god okay that was the one i was missing yeah you go back and screw something up you go back and fix something and then that screws something up eventually so really that's you know same thing three a and three b right and then there's you just you you relive the same day over and over and over again into the into the creation of the universe and just never come back again that's one. Oh, okay. So there's six. Yeah, I mean that one isn't isn't written often because it's like a sentence, right? <laughs> but I'm sure <laughs> s- at least two people have written that one. Chapter one: John pressed go on his time travel device and blasted into the cr- into the Big Bang. The end. <laughs> New York Times bestselling author James Anderson. There you go. Um, TM 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 TM. <laughs> um, so I don't know. We had we had a discussion about this on the Groundhog Day episode that got lost. It did. Uh, I just, forgot. Yeah. Um, about whether this is a time travel plot. I think it is. I think I think repeating the same day over yeah. and over again counts as a time travel plot. Yeah. Um, and so Mark was saying, what was the first time when that happened? Because usually the answer is like H.G. Wells or, or um, Matheson or, uh, you know, Bradbury or like, you know, one yeah. of like four authors came up with all of these things. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that's not true. Um, so here is me reading from the Wikipedia page for Groundhog Day under the under the subheading concept. So when you say you're going to do a book report, what you mean is you're going to plagiarize a book report? Yeah, off Wikipedia. If Bob Dylan can accept his Nobel laureate prize by plagiarizing directly from the Sparks Notes for Moby Dick, then I can do this. Okay. So um, it says Danny Rubin, who wrote the screenplay, had completed and sold his script for Hear No Evil. Uh, there's a link. I clicked on it. It looks just awful. Uh, it's a, a, a deaf girl um, gets caught up in a in a 
Um, Deaf Girl is an athletic trainer whose client has stolen jewelry and dies, and then they come after her. It looks completely bad. So look but forward to that UFO Danny episode. Danny Rubin, come on our show. Um, he moved to, from Chicago to Los Angeles to become a professional scriptwriter around 1990. His agent suggested that he prepare a calling card script that he u- could use to gain meetings with various producers. He came up with the core idea of the script, which would become Groundhog Day, while at a movie with his wife, Louise. He had asked himself the question, and this will indicate how well the, the night was going, mm-hmm. If a person could live forever, if a person was immortal, how would they change over time? Maybe he thought that time was going particularly slowly or something. It's possible. Um, having Louise this character- was probably about as exciting as Andy McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe as exciting. Yikes. Yep. <laughs> um, having this character be immortal and having the world change around them would have been too cumbersome for filming. Instead, he came back to a concept he had written down about two years earlier about a man living the same day over and over. With the idea of a person changing over time, this repeating day motif had found its deeper purpose within the new script. The two ideas combined answered his proverbial question as well as opened up several possibilities and comedy with that framework. Ruben first conceived of the dating aspect of for the film. <laughs> Quote, being able to use your superior knowledge to pick up women, which is just the sleaziest way, though accurate, of, of describing the central drive of Groundhog Day. Yep. Which led to the film led the film led to the film to lean more into the comedy side. No, that's 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 awful. Yeah, <laughs> that's an awfully written sense. Um, so it led it to be more on the comedic side. Okay, I guess. Uh, he knew he needed some calendar date to use for the day, and his earlier concept had the character reliving a late January day over and over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Imagine if Groundhog Day was just called like January twenty seventh. <laughs> Do you think the gag where he steps in the icy puddle was like the concept that where he was like, it's got to be like Jan- like late January because I really want this to happen. <laughs> He's like, what if, what if someone stepped in a puddle over and over again until time ended? Because why else would like, I thought you were going to ask, do you think that Bill Murray accidentally stepped in the puddle the first time? And they're like, well, it's Groundhog Day. Got to keep doing it. Yeah. And Bill Murray was like, I hate everything. <laughs> and that was when Bill Murray became that bitter, old, grumpy... Curmudgeon? Yeah, there you go, curmudgeon. Yeah, thank you. Not, um, not to put words in your mouth, but curmudgeon. But thank you. Is the word that you were looking, that your mouth was looking for. Oh, there's, there's those mouth noises. <laughs> when he looked at his calendar, he saw Groundhog Day, February 2nd, as a date with great potential, as a recognized holiday, but that had little fanfare. <laughs> which the film could be played annually, sim- annually, similar to Christmas or Halloween specials. What a cynical way to to pick a movie. Hey, you know what? There's no Groundhog Day movie. Groundhog Day. Yep. Do it. Um, February, uh, Groundhog Day also presented Ruben with the idea of being able to take his character out of his hometown into the unfamiliar territory and re- relative isolation of Punxsutawney and cementing the character being named Phil in honor of Punxsutawney Phil as well as making him a weatherman. Ruben took about seven weeks to fix the basic concepts. Fix. Yep. And rules for the time loop in this film and then completed the first draft of the screenplay within three to four days. Well. So it took him like, it's, you know, it's like a good like three months so, so what we're learning here is that Groundhog Day appears to be the first of its kind. Yeah, that, that's what, that was what at least the conclusion in, At least I in pop yeah. culture. I mean, it could be that he was sub- subconsciously thinking of something else that he read. And if anyone knows of a concept where a guy repeats the same day over and over again. Or a girl. I mean, come on. Before the 90s? Or a dog. A dog repeats the same day over and over again? I feel like that's... My dog's life. Yeah, that is kind of just dog living <laughs> life, huh? Yeah. No concept of time, but it would be it would be seven times as as intense because of dog years. Yeah. You'd call the movie Dog Years. Uh huh. Hey, Aaron. Yes, James. Want to write a movie? Yep. Not now. Um, would it be called Dog Years or Dog Day? Ooh. Dog Day afternoon. Dog Day colon Dog Years. Yes. <laughs> Make a note of that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm really going to make a note of it because I think... I know you are. Okay. Oh, speaking of dogs, uh-huh. uh, Downward Dog got canceled. Mm. I'm not overly surprised. Yeah, but it was but it was a decent... Uh, I never watched past that 15 minutes that I watched that one time. I still have it on the DVR. I just never <laughs> went back to it. 
Um, and now I won't because it got canceled. I want to know how that um, uh, Jenna Elfman has an imaginary puppet best friend, but it's a serious sitcom sort of deal, um, is doing. So somebody tell us so that we don't have to watch it. Right. Because, God, the commercials were just awful. Yep. Please, someone, I want someone to tell me that it's like their favorite show. They're like, yeah. oh, man, this show is so awesome. So if you have that, um, if you have that story, let, let us know. Yep. All right. So uh, before I fall. Yes. Um, it is a book. It was a book and then it was made into a movie. Yes. And we discussed that the movie was a thing on the Groundhog Day episode that we lost. Yes. Um, because right before we were going to do the Groundhog Day episode, I saw a preview for it and I was like, this is just Groundhog Day. What's going on here? Yeah. Well, and we had seen a poster for it when we went to see Newsies. Right. And I was like, why does this seem vaguely familiar to me? It's because I had read the book. Right. Years ago. Like right. quite some, like I don't even remember when I read it. Apparently I really super liked it. I gave yeah. it like five stars in Goodreads. Yeah, you did. Which surprised me. She also wrote a series that I tried to read. Um, I think Delirium was the first name. And I think it was something about like arranged marriages and falling in love. And like if you fall in love, that is the delirium and you're not supposed to do it. And so the main characters did. And it was like dystopian and whatever. I only read the first one. It didn't do anything for they me. They rebel by falling in love? Mm-hmm. Ugh. They're supp- I feel like maybe they're supposed to get like an injection or something that makes them not able to fall in love, but these two character the two main characters fall in love before they come of age and get the injection or something. I don't remember. Uh-huh. I didn't really They experience a different like kind it, of so. injection right as they come of age. Yep. Come of age. They were going to call them the <laughs> book Coming of Age. Oh. Gross. <laughs> That's a whole different series. The Coming of Age? <laughs> Yep. Okay, so before I fall. Yeah. Is um is basically it nutshell Mean Girls Groundhog Day. Yes. But where there's no Lindsay Lohan character, they're just all mean from the start. Yes. That's it. The end. All right, yes. guys. So follow us on social media and <laughs> uh, no, okay. So of course it's it's like uh it's like Groundhog Day where the main character is also a, a jerk. Yes. And then gradually, time looping beats them into trying to be a better person. Yes. And there's a love story? Question mark? Well, there's kind of... Um, this was more of a love story than Groundhog Day was. Uh, I will agree with that. Um, I it liked was, Kent. I liked Kent, too. There was a little bit of a, he was nice to her the whole time, so he deserves her love sort of thing. Yeah. That is problematic, but easily looked over because he was a cool weird character yeah like he was kooky and that mm-hmm. kind of worked but i worry about the kooky guy well you know i don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stereotype i worry about the kooky guy that reads this in sort of the same way i say i worry about the kooky guy watching ducky on pretty and pink yeah where it's like yeah but except for ducky is a realistic ending except for the christy swanson part right did i say it right yep nice um anyways so Mostly what it was Wait, was. Did her, you say it right? What I is think her so. actual name? It's Christy. Christy Swanson because it's Kirstie Alley. Yes. Right. Um, someone said uh, um, on the Kind Rewind, they were talking mm-hmm. about the Christie Swanson version of Buffy. Of Buffy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they said it wrong. To- no, I said it wrong, James. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, I looked at it as um, she avoided getting uh, date raped by her boyfriend just constantly. Yes. I've I've rarely read a a rapier boyfriend that was never really it never was really addressed like how awful he was. Yeah. I mean it was addressed how awful he was, but like in terms of like he was literally pressuring her into having sex and then getting mad at her when she like yeah. demurred. Is that the word? Demurred? Yeah. I don't know what When the she hesitated. Yes. Um so Okay, to speak to that, at the, like, in the initial night, it's been, it's, it's been a couple, like, probably two months since I read it. And I read it last week, so I'm yeah. doing good. In the initial night, yeah. did she, he got super, super wasted. Right. So she was like, ew, you're drunk. Well, he was right? like, I'll be back in five minutes. Oh, and, and then, he went and passed out. And then he passed out. So she, right. right. 
But if he hadn't passed out, she would have gone through with it. So it wouldn't have necessarily been rapey. No. He only got rapey as she changed and recognized his rapiness. But in the first scene we see him in, he's like, ugh. She's like, I don't know. I'm kind of a little bit nervous. And he's like, ugh, again with this oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't the worst. <laughs> yeah. But like, but, I, but I, I was just trying to remember if she was actually going to go for it the first time. Yeah. Um, or if she was not feeling it even before he got drunk and passed out. Yeah. I mean... I couldn't remember. He was definitely... There was... And it's weird because, like, her friends were pressuring her, too, a little bit. No, a lot bit. But... Weren't they, like, giving her condoms and being like, you're totally going to lose your V-card tonight? But it was sort of like a... um, It reminded me of the beginning of Empire Records with Gina and Corey. Yes. Where it was like, I'm stoked for you and this is how I'm expressing it. Yeah. Whereas when you're the guy... Yeah. You need to just sort of always be on, but it's cool if you don't want to patrol. Yeah. And, like, make it known that you're stoked about it. Right. This isn't, like, Sex Advice Corner with James, but, like, <laughs> like you can't, like, it's sort of one of the main rules that you can't be like, oh, this shit where you hesitate again. Yeah. Just don't think and have sex with me. Like, right. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I thought that there was going to be a situation where in one of the reiterations, she discovered one of her friends cheating with Rob. I thought so, too. I was happy that they didn't do that. Yes. Because that, but because it, it kept their And I weird, thought it was going to be Lindsay. I thought it was going to be Lindsay, too. And then I thought it was going to be, I like, at various points, I thought it was going to be each one of them. Yeah. Um, but it kept their weird, kind of mean girls-esque, but still sort of actual friendship sort of it kept it sort of pure in a way that i really liked yeah because it mean it meant that i didn't have to like go back and hate someone for like well the whole time each time they've been cheating it's just that one time she was in the place where she caught them right situation so that was good do we want to do any kind of real basic plot recap for those who haven't read it uh sure um so sam is the main character yes she wakes up on valentine's day it's, it's it's like Cupid Day. It's Cupid Day. It's like the, it's like February twelfth or something. Yeah, it's like her school's celebration of Valentine's Day. They call it Cupid Day, and you can send like basically Valentine grams. It was a super robust system. Yeah, like someone worked someone's job. Yes, <laughs> like they had different kinds of things and like a whole like yeah, stock was, room and stuff. Like yeah, it wasn't just like. A bunch of ga- like limp gas station red roses. Right. It was like the one she got from Kent was like white with pink swirls, and it was really pretty. Yeah. Um. So Sam and her friends Lindsay, Allie, and Elodie. Would you like to tell us how you feel about <laughs> Elodie's name? Each time Elodie's name came up, Elodie, I was like, that's a that's clearly a typo because it, it it's melody without the M. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It and, wasn't. And I guess Elodie is a fine name. I guess. You've any just, listeners we've just named, lost then, all of our listeners named Elodie. All the Elodie vote. Well, Elodie, uh, please write in. Yes. Unabashedlyobsessedgmail.com. There we go. Um, so they go to school. Her friends are ribbing on her about how she's going to lose her virginity at that at the party that night. Uh, no, they didn't know about the party They didn't yet. know about the party. She right. was going to do it that night. Regardless. That was the plan. Yeah. Um, they get to school. They send a mean rose to this girl that they pick on named Juliet. Right. And it I think they send the same rose every year, right? It right. says maybe next year but probably not. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. And they just they've always picked on this girl for like none of them even seems to know why. They just she's right. the girl they picked up to right. pick on. Right. They go that you know, they go through school, they end up going to this party at this guy Kent's house, Kent McFuller, who Sam was he was, like, her first boyfriend in, like, second grade or something. Yeah. They, like, held hands on the playground one time. Yeah. And then the older they got, they kind of drifted apart. Yeah. That, that's, she got mean girl-ish, and he kind of always wanted to stay friends. He was sort of a, friends. a Dawson sort of situation. Yeah. Like, it, it's a, he was, that relationship was sort of a little bit tropey. Like, yes. where it was, like, they were friends, but then she got cool and he did not get cool. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they go to this party at his house. Yeah. Her boyfriend is super drunk. She He passes out. She gets mad about it. She, yeah. And they leave. 
They're sort of like, okay, what? Oh, no, Juliet comes in. Right. Juliet comes in and calls them all bitches. Right. And then the entire party pours their beers and alcohol on her. Pretty much. On Juliet. On Juliet. And then they send her out to... Into the woods? Yeah. And then they get in Lindsay's car. Right. Lindsay's drunk. They're all... They're all drunk. They're all drunk. But Lindsay's a shitty driver even when she's not drunk. Right. And so they get in Lindsay's car, and they are driving, and they see a flash of white in the street. Right. And it's, oh, it's snowing, and they're in the deep woods. Yes. Are the the other two things. Right. They see something run out in front of the car. Right. Do they know then what it is? No. Okay. They see something run out in front of the car. Lindsay swerves. There's screaming and a crunch and a flash of pain, and then Sam wakes up. And it's in her bed, right? And does and she doesn't realize initially, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Standard. (laughs) I don't believe this is happening to me. Oh my god, what a horrible dream! Hey, wait, everything's happening the same. Yeah, and so she just re. It turns out she, you know, she finds out during one of these reiterations that the thing in the middle of the street was Juliet, right? Had run out of the woods into the street, and Lindsay's car hit her and killed her. Right, and so Sam, after a few iterations where she continues to be. Basically the second worst person on the planet. Lindsay has the gold medal in being the worst. Yeah. Sam finally realizes she needs to try to save Juliet's life. Because... In order to save her own. One time they don't go to the party at all. Right. And Juliet shoots herself. Yes. So, yeah. So Juliet's on a suicide mission. Sam realizes that she... In order to save herself and get out of this loop, she has to save Juliet. Right. As course of the book goes on she becomes less and less of a shitty person but also realizes that she has to save Juliet and there's no way to save herself and well yeah she well becomes... she, she she begins to suspect that no matter what she does even if she saves Juliet she's still not gonna save herself right one time she does manage to save herself by sit like switching places with one of the other girls in the car yeah right uh... and or some some one of the other girls ends up dying in because, well she because she's not in the car oh that's right she she's with Juliet and that's she, right she follows Juliet through the woods yeah, yeah. Um, and Juliet gets hit and, and and that and so also she's realizing that oh my God Rob is Rob is her boyfriend and Kent yeah. is the neighbor the boy. ducky character yeah the ducky character Ducky Dawson and so the, she eventually falls in love with him over the course of the thing they have tender moments and stuff yeah um. And I think one of the things that she realizes is... Well, so, okay. So then then the last iteration, she basically realized that she has to sacrifice her own life mm-hmm. to save everyone else's life and whatever. So she, like, jumps in front of the car, pushes Juliet out of the right, way, right. and gets hit by the car. Right. And that's the end of the book. Right. Um, one of the things I think she realizes is sort of a twofold thing. The people that are cool and hot and like have it together don't have it together right and the people that are mean or jerks or whatever are also just trying to get by and are probably not as bad like basically no one is as good or bad as you think they are right um and everyone is sort of just doing like a balancing act and trying to make it through yeah um which i thought was a pretty good young adult Mm -hmm. sort of situation to come come to yeah um you know, there's a part where, like, the math teacher that she's been sort of flirting with, and by sort of flirting, I mean, like... Overtly. Re- really. Like, it's weird, because, like, it starts off, and it's sort of like a blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, oh, I, I remember the girls that were like that. Yeah. And then, it, like, each iteration, it gets more until the one time when she basically, like, dresses up in, like, the shortest everything and, like, yeah. throws herself at him. And they make out on his desk. Yeah. And it's weird and... Yeah. That entire arc felt so gross to me. Yeah. What are you doing? You don't even know what your problem is. What do you want? What? He's talking to you, Andy. (laughs) One of the things I really liked was the day that she had with her little sister. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really nice and a really very sweet presentation. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought it was really nice that she was starting to think about, like, 
See, and again, my little sister. Oh, God, so annoying. But also, hey, she, she's maybe not so bad. She's just young. Let me show her some stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like basically she developed empathy. Mm-hmm. And that was basically what happened over the course of the book. Yeah. I think the reason I initially rated this book five stars. Yes. Is because it was a simpler time and I was much less um, stingy with my five star ratings. Sure. But also, I really didn't like Sam. Okay. At all throughout the entire book on either read. Like, even at the end, I was like, ugh, I don't like this character. Right. But somehow the individual, like, once she stopped being an absolute garbage person and started to develop some empathy and make herself a little bit better of a person and started realizing that Lindsay was kind of a bitch. Right. That At that point, those scenes like the scene with her sister and the scenes where she was trying to be nice to Juliet and the little romance that she had with Kent. Yeah. They were all very sweet. And they yeah. left me with a feeling of, even though at the end of the book, she sacrifices herself. Yeah. And doesn't wake up the next morning. Right. It still it feels like it ends on a happy note. Yeah. Because, like, she achieved her goals. Yeah. She had this sweet romance with Kent. Yeah. I mean, you know, tomorrow she's going to be dead, and that sucks for him. Right. But it, like, it just, it had, like, I don't, I can't even describe it, but, like, it had one of those, like, I guess conflicting emotions of, I really liked these parts, but it's also so sad because, and I think that's, even on my second read-through more recently, as I was starting it, I was like, Man, why did I like this book right. so much? Right. This girl is horrible. Right. And by the end, I got to where I, I was kind of like, okay, I can see why I liked this, this the first time around. Yeah. I would still give it, now I would give it three and a half stars. Yeah. yeah. I, but, think, I think I give it a four. I think yeah. I was like, because I kept coming back to it and I never had, it was never a chore to pick up again. But yes. yeah, about, ge- about four. Yeah, generally when I, when I would give a half star. Yeah. Yeah, I I tend to it, like yeah. If it doesn't feel like it's a chore, if I'm excited to get to reading it again, yeah, I I round up. The, there's a there's a guy who does uh, kind of snarky reviews of music stuff. He would call that a light four. Yes, it's like a light four. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I agree. I think and even what I kind of liked about it was yeah, there was some conflict conflict about like, hey, she she kind of did it, but also she died. Yeah. Um, but even the Lindsay thing, I really liked how they resolved that, which is, yeah, she can be awful, but I mean, she's dealing with some stuff and like, this is how she deals with it. And she's my friend and she's weird, but she's my friend. And like, right. She can be really mean and awful and whatever, but also everyone, everyone, can e- be. everyone can be, and yeah. I can be, and everyone, everyone has bad days and everyone has good days. This is my friend and where she's coming from and what she's done to whoever yeah. She has led us here to this friendship and, you know, we're going to go eat at the country's best yogurt together and, like, just be idiots together. And, yeah. like, we don't have to be, like, you know, perfect. Right. But this, you know, it's like, it's not perfect, but she, this is who she is and, and, I, and the, the love for her. Even though she could be awful to people, that was sort of not forgiven, but, like... Even if the person is is not not perfect, right? It's like it sort of reminded me of like like a Sex in the City ending, where yes. it was like, yeah, these people are ridiculous in right. all their various ways, but that's what I love about them. Yeah, and I sort of liked how it was sort of like a nuanced like, no, they're not good, and it was sort of mean for Lindsay to perpetuate this thing. Where she peed in the in the yeah, bed and whatever, but like also get over it. And I know that that's I, I don't mean that as callous. Right. I mean like it's healthier to not let something that happened when you were nine ruin your life for the rest of your life. Right. And like I know that people have issues, and I know that people have depression issues, and like you, you know who knows. We're talking know. about Juliet now, right? Ju- so Juliet used to be Lindsay's best 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 friend, and then basically. Juliet had a bedwetting problem. No, Lindsay did. Lindsay had sorry. Lindsay, Lindsay had a bedwetting problem because her parents were getting a divorce. She started wetting the bed again, and Juliet was fine with it and like whatever. But then Lindsay basically threw Juliet under the bus. Yeah, at like a Girl Scout camping trip or yeah. something. 
and then continued to bring up that it like and like perpetuated the thing. Yeah, she yeah, she basically like they woke up after sharing a tent. Yeah. While camping and like the sleeping bags were wet. Yeah. Because Lindsay had wet herself overnight right. and she immediately blamed Juliet for it. Right. And Juliet just kind of took it because, you know, Lindsay was her best friend. Yeah. And she was trying to protect her best friend who obviously was really upset about this thing. Right. And then but Lindsay just never let it go. Yeah. And so well into high school, they're still calling her Mellow Yellow. Yeah. And basically ostracized her. Right. From all of high school society. Yeah. It was sort of like, it was almost like, and I'm not forgiving it in any way, but it was right. almost like, because she wasn't like, what? No, you wet the you wet the sleeping yeah. bag. Don't call me that. That was your thing. Yeah. She was deemed as like weak. Right. And so... And therefore, it wasn't that, like, it, was be- it wasn't because of the pee. Right. It was because of the reaction. Yeah. It was sort of, it was which, sort of weird. Which, you know, Lindsay deems that as weak. Right. But the more mature of us can deem that as a real strength. Sure. To be able to basically take the blame for something that you didn't do to right. protect your friend. Right. Right. I mean, sure. Absolutely. I think, and, but, like, there were several instances in the book where it was like, oh, we should, we should tell... You know, I should tell Bridget that Alex, her boyfriend, is cheating on her with Allie. Right. No, with um, Anna. Anna. And then, it, like, basically the resolution of that was, mm, no, you but don't need to does, do that. But she does, though, doesn't she? Uh, I don't... Oh, no, she she does, but it's not like... In, there was one part where she let them get caught. And there was right. one part where she was like, so, Alex, what's going on with the Chinese food? Where that that he was eating, whatever. yeah, and it was yeah. sort of like, well, I'm out of here. Let, yeah, talk. she basically this... kind of dropped the hint, yeah, enough for Bridget to be like, I thought you were at the doctor today, yeah. Um, and then like the girl that they cut off, that like if they cut her off, then she doesn't make the swim. Te- she doesn't get to go to the swim meet. Oh yeah, because she's late to class, right? And if she if she gets there on time, she gets to go to the swim meet, right? Um, and like there's one point where she's like. If you're one tardy away from not getting to go, that's a, I mean that's mostly on you. Yeah, like, you can't take the blame. I, it's it's sort of an interesting thing to read in the light of Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah, because it sort of is it sort of is what my complaint with Thirteen Reasons Why was, which was, yeah, okay, shitty things are shitty. Yeah, and. They add up. They absolutely do. And we right. should be we should take the time to think of our, you know, brothers and sisters and like love one another and, and, right. and look out for each other and whatever. But also, like, there there is some agency to how you view the world. And right. and like it's there's <laughs> there's an incubus song at the end of the album right before they got really popular in okay. the end of the nineties, where he's like, I had this shitty day. I got pulled over. I got, I, mean, I was late to work. I got fired. You know, I was late to work. I got fired. I got pulled over. I got abducted by aliens. Like, okay. I got, you know, like probed and all this stuff. Okay. And then he's like, and then I started thinking about it. And he was like, I was speeding. I, I was, today wasn't the first day I was late to work. Like yeah. all this stuff. And like the part that, you know, that you kind of, I have to kind of be like, okay, well that's, that's a little too far. He's like, you know, I let the aliens probe. I let the aliens probe me, like, <laughs> which is sort of like, kind of a victim blaming thing. But like, the the point is, like, w- oftentimes we're responsible for our own bad day, right? And I feel like that was one of the things that we that was sort of expressed in this book, which was yes. like, you can make today a great day, or you can make today a real bad day for yourself and others. Yes, Juliet didn't have to go in and call everyone a bitch. Right. There was no reason for that. Yeah. That didn't make her feel better. <laughs> yeah. That was just like, I guess, her last hurrah before killing herself. It's that thing where, like, you have the big scene that you play out in your mind. Because every time uh, Sam confronted her and, like, pulled her aside, mm-hmm. she was like, you're a bitch. Like, this she had a line. how I imagined this going. Yeah, I have to say this thing. Right. Because that was what I've been gearing up to do, but this isn't the venue. There's no one around. What's going on? And presumably, Juliet's plan had been to shoot herself. I don't know. I think it's the opposite. Her plan had been kill herself in front, like jump in front of a car. Oh, you think that was her plan? 
because she didn't get to go and tell off her. Basically, she wanted to, I think, ruin the party. Yeah, but I, I thought that her, I, I kind of assumed that her plan was go to the party, ruin the party, and then go home and kill herself with a gun. It was it was sort of ex- expressed in the book that because the four girls didn't go, the only time she shot herself was the time they didn't go. Yeah, well, and that's, it, but I, and I assumed that was because Lindsay's car wasn't there to hit her when she crossed the street. But the first time she didn't, every time she didn't, she wasn't killed by Lindsay's car. Oh, that's right. There, there was a time when she got killed by like a van or something. That's right. You're right. You're right. Um, so the idea that Sam, at least, you know, open interpretation. Yeah. The idea that Sam came up with was basically because they weren't there for her to have her big scene. She just sort of came in. No one noticed her as usual, and she went home and shot herself. Yeah. I feel like this is an uplifting book. Overall, it is. Yeah. Like honestly, the stuff with like the stuff with Juliet is. Kind of like the driving force, but it's not the point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's trying to save Juliet, largely for the majority of the book, because she thinks that will allow her to save herself. Yeah. And then she realizes that it's not about saving herself. It's about saving Juliet. And whatever happens to her, Sam, happens. Yeah. You know, I need to save Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. If that saves me, great. If not, well, at least I did a good thing. Right. It's a, sort of a selflessness sort of situation. Yeah. Do you think that Kent, he was an interesting character? He was. Do you think, I don't think, I think in the same way that Andy McDowell's character didn't change and was just sort of a pawn in the game, mm-hmm. I feel like he was as well. Yes, but he was a more interesting and dynamic character from the start. Was he dynamic? Maybe he wasn't dynamic. He was. He was compelling. He was absolutely Maybe compelling. Maybe compelling is the yeah. word I'm looking for. And it's 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 dynamic is a tough word because it's a you know as I'm not not trying. You know that it's a it's a literary term as well. Yes. So like yeah, it's I sort compelling of compelling was the word I was. Looking I was sort of that was a sort of a dirty trick on my part. Yeah, no, no, no. Because <laughs> um, I don't feel Why like do you have to be so mean, James. God, <sighs> I'm so mean all the time. Uh, oh. But you're my friend, so... Nice. Did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had forgotten that they gave her that rose that said, um, maybe, not, uh, maybe next year, but probably not. Right. So um, the first time that Sam discovers that it's Juliet out in the woods, mm-hmm. um, right before she jumps in the front of the car, she says, maybe next time, but probably not. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God, Juliet's, Juliet's looping, right. too. Oh, she, I was like, oh my god, she knows what's going on. No, maybe she next time, but probably not. And I was like, oh my god, this is. And then, like the next day, then you know, the next loop started, and they they did the thing, and I was like, oh right, that rose. I forgot that she. Do was Do you think the author her. did that on purpose? Absolutely, absolutely, because they the Letting rose Sam said maybe know. next year, but probably yeah. not. Yeah, I think yeah. absolutely that was there for us to be like, does she? Oh no, okay. She doesn't. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't mean. Do you think the author did that, making you think that Juliet is also looping? I meant more like, do you think the author did that as like a little, you know, Sam's gonna keep trying to save Juliet, but it's not gonna work. That's prob. That was probably the intent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my point about Kent was he was sort of just there and the same kind of guy each time. Yeah. The more that Sam was mean to people, the more he was sort of like, oh, I see right through you. Yeah. Versus like I'm I'm sweet and let me give you butterfly guess, kisses. But yeah, I guess he seemed to change a little bit, but really it was Sam changing and thus her perception of him changing. Right. He was he was the same. Right. The context yeah. was different, so he like she was different and so he was different relative to her. Yeah. But the the thing about um Andy McDowell's character versus Kent was that they knew each other beforehand. So mm-hmm. it made sense for this thing to happen right. over the course of a day. Right. And you and I remember your, one of your major complaints was, wait, they go from not knowing each other to spending the rest of their lives together, presumably? I mean... Yeah. Or at least spending the night together and going off hand in hand through the snow of February 3rd. Right. Got to spoilers. Um <laughs> After one day? Yeah. One day. I mean, you know, one day in her life. When the previous day he'd been a real jerk? Yeah. Like a real, real jerk. Yeah. 
I guess Punxsutawney changes him. Let's move here forever and maybe he'll be nice to me forever. Unlike how he was every other little bit that we weren't in this town. Right. <laughs> because I just met him yesterday. That's flawed thinking, Andy McDowell's character. It sure is. Rita. Rita. Is Rita. Right. Yes. Um, anyway, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, because Kent had had this context of her as his friend from elementary school. Right. And he saw her become friends with Lindsay and start to change. Right. But he always saw the old Sam. Right. In her. Right. And well, knew that, you know, his friend right. was still in there somewhere. Which I feel like is a, is a flawed way to think about it. I feel like yeah. Kent's wrong for that. I think he is. I think that, and I was driving over here, I was listening to the Trends Like These Max Fun Con bonus content for last year, uh-huh. where they were basically talking about new technology and mm-hmm. how, like, when the smartphone happened, everyone was like, well, I guess we're not going to have to remember stuff anymore. There goes remembering things. And they were like, but that probably happened with, like, the printing press and yeah. writing down oral traditions and, like, back to the dawn of time, each new thing is like, well, I guess the old old way is just out the door and we just, you know, whatever. I feel like it's the same way with Kent. I feel like you need to, like, there's, I know you're still in there. I know the good part of you is still in there. Right. And I think that's a valuable thing to have. But, like, you also skip class and go to TCBY. And that's fine, too. Right. Like, you, the, like you're just... Yeah, like this is your whole thing. Like you can't just I well, I you know, I'm going to bring out the good part of you that I knew when I was 10. Yeah, he's willing to forgive all of her shitty behavior because they used to be friends right. and so he and he has a crush on her. Right. And has since they were 10. Right. Whereas a person who is not following that flawed logic would be like, "Man, I wish you were still the sweet kid that I knew when we were 10." Right. But you're still hot. Right. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, you can you could do some nice papers on the difference between Rob and Kent, and like, yeah, the cross section of like, basically, Rob is wrong for liking her once she got hot and popular. Mm-hmm. Just ignore him. But I can't because we're I, talking. I know. <laughs> Stop. No. 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 He wants to do the theme song. Basically, I think that Rob liking her once she got hot and Kent, I don't know. I guess he didn't unfriend her. She unfriended him. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's, it's, it's, it's a less, it's a less uh, strong comparison than I thought that it was when I started talking. I think that it's a worthwhile read. It's, it comes off a little young adulty. You kind of have to slog through a little bit of irrational mean teenage girl like behavior yeah but once basically once the the second loop starts you're 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 fine and that's yeah. that that's pretty that's pretty early on so and it's a pretty quick read yeah yeah definitely so, so i would i would recommend it i think there's there's a there's a robustness that i wasn't expecting yeah um, same so i think we're going to try and watch the movie yeah um and see how it compares and what they do differently and how they handle all of this like did they have a middle-aged teacher actor make out with this teenage girl actress yeah well i'm sure that the because they always cast 20 somethings to play teenagers right i'm sure they had a 34 year old guy playing the 28 year old teacher and he's making out with the 26 year old actress who's playing the 17 year old girl right but yeah um, like, you know, what, what decisions are they going to make? I'm kind of looking forward to it, though. This feels like something that is easily screwed up. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I think I think we're going to plan on next week doing that. Uh, so shall we uh, talk a little bit social media? Sure. Um, you should follow us. Uh, you should uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, our podcast is at UFO Podcast. You decide what the F stands for. Tonight it stands for? Froyo? Because sure. they went to the country's best yogurt. I am at Unabashed James. I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. Um, you could and should join our Facebook group, Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. It's a, a nice little slice of home. What? I don't know. <laughs> I, I like it there. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good group. Yes. Um, you can always email us if you have something that you want to discuss that 
takes more than 140 characters. We yes. are unabashedly obsessed at gmail.com. Basically, email us if like, you're like, let's talk about this on the, on the DL first. Feel free to come on the Facebook group and, and post about it there. Oh, yeah. There will be a lively discussion ruined by Chad. Um, hi, Chad. Hi, Chad. <laughs> it's not always ruined by Chad. Sometimes it's just stagnated by Chad. Yeah, he balances out on the whole. I suppose. Um, Love you, Chad. Hi, Chad. <laughs> you already said hi to him. I know. I, I know what I said. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are on iTunes and Google Play and confirmed Stitcher. Excellent. Now, here's the deal. You can rate us on Stitcher. Currently, we have a big goose egg of ratings on Stitcher. You should. You should be the. You can be the inaugural rater that rates us five stars. You, you can sure can be, be a pioneer written down in the history books. You know what? If you rate us on Stitcher and then email us or post on Facebook or tweet at us or whatever that you did that, I will go verify and we will mention you by name on the when, wiki. when that happens. On the wiki? <laughs> <laughs> no, we want it to actually happen. Right. In like 47 years <laughs> when we update the wiki, <laughs> we'll also mention you by name on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So go on there. I mean, of course, we'd love ratings and reviews on iTunes and is I think Google Play has some sort of metric, but that may be the Probably. one that we just got that didn't. Anyways, listen to us where you can. We are places. If there's a place that we aren't, <laughs> we want to be that place too. Yep. Thank you to Jamie Shaheen for our theme song. Did you guys know there was a ladder down here? And thank you to Emily Cardamus for our, I almost said theme song. Our theme our, art. E- our excellent theme art. Uh, she is at Corrupted Gem on Twitter. And you, you can should, and should follow her. You should can and should follow her, and you should buy lots of art from her. She yep. is really, really good. She is. I think that's it. Is that it? Which loop are we on? Uh, let's see. We're, we're in the loop where I poured water on the mic. Yep, I think we're done then. <laughs> no! Okay, so this has been a <laughs> thrilling episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. I am James. I'm Aaron. You guys, smoking kills but don't judge other people because sometimes Lindsay smokes and it's cool no it's not oh okay smoking kills and so do pennies <laughs>